Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 81. All right, let's do it again on this Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. Welcome back. Hope you are well. And another person who is generally concerned about your well-being and health is uh, our president, Joe Biden. Listen to this clip. Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God and, love you. Uh, thank you. I am extremely privileged to live in a state that allows me access to the resources I need. And that decision is just between me and my doctors. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. So Biden sat down with all these young people for the state of the country. And obviously there's this trans sicko there and he starts, you know, talking about his health choices. And Biden's like, yeah, no, you should do whatever you want. But meanwhile, a couple of months ago, uh, take a jab or lose your job. And the rest of that clip is Biden babbling nonsense like he always does. He, he His health is deteriorating quick. He's uh, pretty much uh, holding on for dear life. Uh, he's fallen asleep at interviews. It's ridiculous. Now we have some other big news across the pond in the UK has a new prime minister, Rishi Sunak, who was Boris Johnson's finance minister. He took over after Liz Truss's short 45 day prime minister gig. So here's a little clip from uh, Channel 2 News about it. I am humbled and honored to have the support of my parliamentary colleagues and to be elected as leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. Rishi Sunak now becomes Britain's youngest prime minister in more than a century. We now need stability and unity, and I will make it my utmost priority to bring our party and our country together. The 42-year-old previously lost the top spot to Liz Truss, but her disastrous 44 days in office saw the economy tank along with the British pound, inflation soar, and fears of recession grow. The party now hopes the Oxford and Stanford-educated Sunak has the right stuff. I pledge that I will serve you with integrity and humility. Sunak, a father of two, had a background in finance before entering government and becoming Boris Johnson's finance minister. Sunak enters office already making history. He becomes the first British prime minister of color and Indian heritage and also the first to follow the Hindu faith. So a couple things about this clip and this whole situation. Um, Liz Truss was there for 45 days and all of a sudden it's like she destroyed the economy. And they blamed it all on her, and that's why they had to oust her. Now, I'm no economist, but I don't think one person, well, Biden did, but she probably didn't have, this economy was tanking already, and they're just like, she caused it, we gotta go, get her out, which is kind of suspect. Now, he does seem like the right choice if your country's going through hard economic times, and he went to Oxford and a finance guy, and he was Boris Johnson's uh, finance minister, but that means that everything that led up to this, he was a part of because he was under Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, they got rid of him. Liz Truss came in for 45 days. She supposedly tanked this thing. And now he's back in charge of the whole thing. And it just seems like we went a full 360 
Of course, they have to mention that he is the first person of color to hold this position, and he is a practicing Hindu. Um, of course, let's trust stuffy old white lady. You got to get her out, get a person of color in there. So stuffy old white women are just the same as stuffy old white men, and they had to get her out of there and put a person of color in power. And one more piece of info we get here is that he has two kids, and he is married. And who is his wife, you ask? That would be Akshata Murthy. This is out of Fox News. Rishi Sunak, Richard and King Charles, thanks to wife Akshata Murthy's $800 million tech company stake. Akshata Murray, Murthy is the daughter of billionaire tech founder Nagavaro Romarao Narayana Murthy, who created the Indian IT company Infosys. King Charles has an estimated wealth of $420 million, and thanks to the shares in her father's company, Murthy has an estimated wealth of just over $800 million. The shared wealth with Sunak makes him the only prime minister to date who was wealthier than the sitting monarch. And that wealth comes from ownership of just shy of 1% ownership of the company. Infosys currently has a market value of 105 trillion Indian rupees, which is equivalent to just over $12 billion. Sunak himself worked as a banker for Goldman Sachs and later joined the Children's Investment Fund Management. He met Murthy while studying as a Fulbright Scholar at Stanford to earn his MBA. Now, if that's not a leaders couple, I don't know what is. Uh, so just over 70 years, in 1947, India gained their independence from the Brits. And now you have an Indian running uh, the UK, so how times have changed, yes. But this is all a plan. This is nothing surprising. And if you Google uh, Rishi Sunak and World Economic Forum together, guess whose picture pops up in the World Economic Forum? Yes, Rishi Sunak is a member of the World Economic Forum. Yes, Klaus Schwab strikes again. And, but if you look at what happened, the UK left uh, the EU and the problems that's going on with Russia and Ukraine and the fuel issue and fossil fuels, uh, this may be a move to get on the good side with India to kind of align themselves with the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China kind of union they got going without directly joining it, so they can probably avoid this whole gas crisis in the winter coming up. So we'll monitor that, see what happens with Britain. Now let's move back to the United States. We have midterm elections in two weeks on November 8th, and it pretty much what it seems and polls are showing it's there will be a quote-unquote red wave. Now, we have somebody else that's worried about the elections, but not these. They're worried about the 2024 election. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton gave these warnings looking ahead to 2024. Let's take a look. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, 
If that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. Yeah. So that was from The Rising of the Hill. And there you go, Hillary Clinton back in action. 2024, right wing, we're going to steal the election. They're going to steal it. The Supreme Court is going to give the state legislatures the power to steal the election. And this has to do with pretty much Pennsylvania, what went on in Pennsylvania, where the state Supreme Court put a ruling that uh, they can do mail-in ballots or whatever because of COVID, and only the state legislature can make changes to the voting laws in each state. And that's what is being uh, questioned in the Supreme Court. And it will go to the states because it, 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 is, it was done unconstitutionally. Uh, a court cannot change those rules. It, it specifically says the legislature has to has to uh, change it. And you have right now who's running in uh, Pennsylvania is Fetterman. I mean, the guy's had a stroke. He can't speak. He's just in bad shape and they're just behind him. I, I, I don't get it. So it does look like the left and the Democrats are panicking. They are worried. This is, they got the big guns to Clinton out there. They're going to steal it. They're going to steal it. Go out and vote. Uh, this is, uh, these political people like the Clintons, these, uh, quote unquote political dynasties or career politicians go away, lady. Nobody wants to hear from you. You've had your shot, beat it. But these are the people that run these political parties. They're behind the scenes. They're kind of pulling the strings and, and it's not in your benefit, and one last uh, voting story or election story out of Arizona. This is from MSNBC and Rachel Maddow. Managing an election is not supposed to be a scary thing in our country. Neither is voting. But we are seeing the news out of Arizona these days. One voter in Mesa, Arizona last week reported being filmed while approaching a drop box to drop off his ballot, which is a lawful thing to do. As of Friday in Arizona, they're apparently now showing up armed and in tactical gear at voting sites. You can see them uh, sort of more closely here in this footage, which I believe we have. Yeah. This is at a voting site. If you are alarmed by these kinds of images, if you think this doesn't sound right, if you think this maybe doesn't even sound lawful, you are not alone. As I mentioned at the top of the show, a new lawsuit was just filed tonight in federal court in Arizona asking the court to step in and stop this from happening right away, at least in that state. Quote, absent declaratory and injunctive relief, voters will be subjected to intimidation, threats, and perhaps even force or physical harm at the hands of vigilante drop box watchers. And many may suffer unwarranted delays or denials of their right to cast a ballot in the approaching elections. All right. So the citizens of Arizona got smart and said, uh, since there was that whole Maricopa County debacle with votes and stuff and in the 2020 2020 elections uh they got smart and they decided hey we're just gonna watch those drop boxes and 
Of course, the Democrats file a lawsuit saying that, oh, people feel intimidated and and there's nothing illegal about standing as long as I think it's 75 feet, you have to be away from it. You can't, it's called electioneering. So as long as you're 75 feet away and just sitting there and watching them and making sure people ain't dumping a bunch of ballots at one time, uh, you're, you're okay. And don't talk to people, don't intimidate people. But so a couple of guys had some tactical gear on. It's Arizona. And they were sitting watching the people. And all of a sudden, everybody's into, so get get rid of the Dropbox. There you go. That that would be my solution if I was the judge. All right, everybody's worried. Get rid of the Dropbox and just vote on election day. Now, the main organization that's setting up these uh, Dropbox watches is uh, Clean Elections USA out of Arizona which I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, but, you know, once again, once you do something that the Democrats don't like, it's against the law. Sue, sue, it's not right. So there you have it. Again, you have to be slick. You have to be two steps ahead of the competition. It shouldn't be like this in a, in a free country where you're voting. Again, 90 chess. Like, you have to outsmart people, and it shouldn't be like that. Because you know what? This is... This is a, a quote-unquote free country. You shouldn't have to be worrying about people cheating in elections and setting up organizations where you have to watch people. And all this stems from that movie, uh, 2000 Mules or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, it shouldn't be like this. Definitely should not. And on that note, we will call it a day. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Anthony T. This is Static Podcast. You can reach me at staticpodcast.net. Like, subscribe, donate. This is a value for value podcast. You can stream Satoshi's, get your podcasting 2.0 compliant app at newpodcastapps.com. You load up some Bitcoin on there, this lightning wallet, you can stream. We take no ads. We like the freedom of speech over here with everything going on, people getting deplatformed, banks accounts being closed on people. Uh, it's not American. So I will see you next week.